0: This week's episode of Elevate Your 8 is being brought to you by the 5-Day Work-Life Balance Challenge. It's 2020, right? And you've got some big goals for this year. But you know that work-life balance is something you struggle with. I've got just the thing for you. Give me five days and I'll give you some balance guaranteed. Just go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash balance and sign up for the challenge today. Now, let's go elevate our eight, shall we?
1: You're listening to the Elevate Your Eight podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you, sharing their tips and strategies for success, and learning
0: how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster,
1: and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak.
0: Hey there, welcome to this episode of Elevate Your 8. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and today is part two of our special series on getting an advanced degree while working a full-time job. We go deep, deep, deep in (laughs) to the reeds or the weeds. Is it reeds or weeds? My guest today is Dr. Kristen Bennett, who I know from the Council of Advancement of Secondary Education, and Kristen has a whole handful of degrees, and she's going to talk a little bit about how she went after all of them, but her story is really great. She has a really engaging personality, and I know that you guys are going to love this episode. So before we dig into that, I want to remind you that if you go to my website, chrismcpeak.com forward slash free goodies, I have six, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six free guides that you can download that have to do with everything from time management to work-life balance to approaching your boss on difficult conversations. So it covers the whole gamut, and I would love for you guys to get your hands on one or all six of the free guides. So that's Chris McPeak, K-R-I-S-M-C-P-E-A-K.com forward slash free goodies, Get your paws on some cool free stuff that I've made for y'all. Up next is my amazing interview with Dr. Bennett. All right. Welcome to the Elevate Your 8 podcast. I have a super fun guest today, and we are sticking with our new little series here about pursuing a terminal degree as well as managing your life and being productive and all that stuff. So welcome to Elevate Your 8, Kristen Bennett.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you today.
0: I yes. am glad to have you. We have a little bit of a history um, with our professional <laughs> organization, um, CASE, the Council for Advancement of Secondary Education. Um, and so let's just kind of dig in here. Uh, tell us a little bit about your professional and academic journey. Where did you study? What's your current vocation? And what do you love most about what you do? Okay.
1: So I will try to keep this as quick as possible. But um, my journey uh, started at University of Kentucky um, with a degree in communication. Um, I actually, uh, changed my major three times <laughs> before I, I, I uh, picked that degree. Um, I just discovering myself, I grew up, um, in a family that didn't, um, many people didn't have degrees, um, and my father had an eighth grade education, so I really didn't know what I wanted. Um, and so I started with communication because I knew I could talk a lot, um, even though that's really <laughs> not what that degree is. too Right. right? Um, but I really enjoyed my experience. And then um, I knew when I, when I met my husband um, and we started getting serious and knew we were going to get married, I'm like, I really want to give back. I don't know what that means. I really, truly didn't understand nonprofits. Um, totally, and what that meant, but I knew that whatever I did, it had to be something I was passionate about, and something um, where I felt like I was giving back uh, to the world and giving back to others. And so I started in traditional nonprofits um, in '98, Habitat for Humanity, uh, Christian Appalachian Project, several different places. Um, but then in 2013, 2014, moved into education. Um, and then, uh, that's where I pursued an MBA and the reason I pursued an MBA instead of an MPA or something else or a master's in education is because I knew eventually I would want to have my own business Mm -hmm. in some form, whatever form that would be. Um, and so I wanted to understand business, um, overall and how to, uh, run not only a corporation, but a nonprofit if I decide to do that as well, which I probably will, um, And then from there, I never would have dreamed because I am a first generation student that I would have went for a terminal degree, but I was like, you know what, I know one day that I'm either going to have my own business or be a president of a college or university because that's my ultimate goal. Um, so I really need to have a term, terminal degree. Um, and I uh, chose Eastern Kentucky University as I lived in Richmond at the time and um, really loved the program, was inspired by a teacher uh, who had um, really bad health problems and oh. through mindfulness and meditation and positive organizational scholarship, really literally physiologically, changed his life and saved his life uh, medically. And so he truly inspired me. And I had always throughout my whole life had this positive lens that I always used in dealing with trauma and all of the different things I went through as a child. And um, when he started talking about that, I'm like, well, that's kind of me. Um, Or (laughs) that's kind of how I look at things. There's actually, you know, this is like a real thing. Um, and so through talking to him, he ultimately became my chair. I did a strengths finder and number one on my strengths was positivity. Yes, so I was like, this is meant to be. So right now I'm currently vice president for institutional advancement at uh, TVCC in Athens, Texas community college. And uh, I love what I do. I love the students that I work with uh, cause they're a lot like uh, I was starting out. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at.
0: Fantastic. So when you were shopping for a program, um, how did you settle on Eastern Kentucky and what kind of what were you looking for? Did you want a cohort model? Were you looking because t- obviously you were going to still work full time and go to school? What was that? Yeah. Um, what was that selection process like for you?
1: Um, it really, I was looking for something that was, of course, a reasonable cost. I mean, uh-huh. uh huh. But I really uh, interviewed several of the programs um, and went to UK, Eastern Kentucky University, IUPUI, um, because I'd gotten several of my certification and fundraising uh, from IUPUI in Indiana. Um, But just meeting with the group there, going into uh, the Department of Education and talking to some of the professors, I really kind of interviewed them and wanted to see kind of. W- what they were about and what they were trying to do, um, it did also help that I worked there at
0: the time. Ah, yes, of and course.
1: that's so, so part of my education was paid for, not all of it, though. Right. Um, just a few classes. So that may have had a little bit, honestly, to do with it. But really, for anybody that's seeking to do that, you have to find a program that you really like, Uh, for a reasonable price that is flexible with your schedule, especially when you work full time. Cause the whole time that I've went to school, whether it was UK Midway university, which was a a small women's university Mm -hmm. um, in Midway, Kentucky, and then EKU um, you have to make sure that there's their classes and they have a program that fits your schedule or you're not going to be able to do it because it is getting a terminal degree is so, labor intensive, emotionally, physically, uh, mentally, every aspect, it consumes your life um, in a good way, but it, it does consume your life. And so you have to make sure it's the right one, even more than any other degree. Um, my, my MBA, I did a co-work model okay. at Midway University, which was a woman's uh, university. And I really liked that for my MBA. That, that, that really was awesome
0: so you kind of did a nice segue there into the next question i wanted to ask you because you talked about uh just now the the process of of beginning that study is is all consuming so i would venture to guess that sacrifices were made and you had to do a lot of prioritization so kind of how did you how did you navigate through working full-time Spending time with your family, studying, writing, all of that. Did you have any like go to strategies that worked? Yes. For
1: you? Well, first, the first and foremost, I had to make sure that my precious, Richard gear looking husband of 22 <laughs> years was on board with this. Right. That he knew up front, honestly, that he was not going to get a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, weekends and evenings were going to be used for this, for studying, for researching. Because my dissertation ended up being 268 pages, which is not the typical. Usually it's about half that. But I told him I wanted, because this was a new topic that I did, um, and it was, you know, a study, because I moved from Kentucky to Texas to add to that mix, um, uh, you know, that this was going to be an all-consuming uh, prospect for, you know, several years. And, um, I needed to make sure that he was okay with that, that he wasn't going to give me a hard time right. because I have a very tender heart. Yes, you so do. Given, yes. <laughs> so if he would have given me a hard time, I would have quit, you know, I would have right. given up. Um, and I didn't want to do that, you know? And so that was my first thing. The other strategy is literally turning things off and I would have to go in my bedroom or to the library or wherever I could go. And literally say, I love you all, but I need my time. Right. And you have to literally make yourself be selfish, even if, because most of us aren't when we're in this field um, and what we do, by our very nature, we're not selfish people for ourselves. Right. Absolutely. And so I had to literally make myself stop and say, Okay, you all, this entire weekend is consumed with research and writing. I love you all. You're going to have to feed yourself, wash yourself. You're going to have to do it all because I can't help.
0: Hey, big spender. Does your paycheck fluctuate from week to week? Unless you're a shift worker or you have overtime, my guess is no. Time doesn't fluctuate either. You still have 168 hours to spend in every given week. No more, no less. So when you get that paycheck, do you just go hog wild and spend, 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 then pay your bills? Heck No then why do you spend your time that way? No budget, no idea of what you're doing from one day to the next, and when you run out of time, you just complain. There's not enough hours in the day. You need a time budget. Get this super little goodie by going to chrismcpeak.com forward slash free goodies. That's dot com forward slash free goodies. And speaking of goodies, let's get on back to this episode, shall we?
1: So that really, I guess those are some practical strategies is just literally scheduling that time, making it a priority. um, But just letting people know that, you know, when mommy does this, um, this is really a big family decision because you guys are going to have to sacrifice along with me.
0: Yeah. So if your kids had given you fluff about... About your new endeavor would would that have made the tender heart cave as well, or was it really it was more important that your that your hubby be on board so that he could help with the kids, or what was that like more more
1: important that uh my hubby because all of my kids are grown uh except well Angelica's even grown i mean she's twenty one but she's still in the house uh mm-hmm. during break she goes to a m college station, so she's still young i mean she's you know during this whole process she was uh you know uh eighteen to twenty is what she had to deal with. So she was an adult. Um, but also, you know, because I have to have so much going on in my life. I have three dogs and a cat. You <laughs> know, so they had to help with that. And so I knew that they would support me because my girls have seen me from the beginning and my sons and have been in the crowd. Uh, my husband and I, when I got my MBA, he also graduated with his bachelor's degree. So we walked together. Um, so they've seen that education is really important, um, to our family. So, um, I wouldn't have given up. I would just say guys, you know, it just, it would have been harder and I would have had to remind Mm -hmm. them, you know. Please let mommy focus.
0: Yeah. I think it's so special that you have the opportunity for your kids to see you and your husband both like achieve this goal and, and the whole celebratory part of participating in commencement. I think that's such a big deal for, um, for a parent to do with their family, but also for a kid to see their, their mom or dad walk across the stage. I think that's so special. Yeah.
1: Very special. Oh, how
0: nice it was to get that experience. Um So what, what advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> if you could go back in time, like knowing, okay, this is the way it's going to end up, but I think I would have told myself this. Um,
1: you know, it's okay to um, be selfish with your needs and the self-care. That's something I'm really working on for 2020 and my goals in 2020 is more self-awareness um, more, uh, priority management, mm-hmm. uh, more focus on some of my dreams that you and I've talked about, uh, writing yes. a book. It, and that it's okay to say no, like, and be, and be focused on things that, you know, are going to have an impact on others in this world and to stop saying yes to stuff that gets in the way, because I almost feel guilty when I say no, yeah. um, but I learned to do that. So kind of like the best. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but just telling, you know, really, um, myself that it's okay to say no and it's okay to have time for me for that work-life balance.
0: Yeah. I, and, you know, I think educators in particular, anybody in higher education, um, we're sort of drawn to that field, I think, because we want to give of ourselves because we, like you said, I, I have this passion to give back. Um, I have a calling to help students to support others. And so we often, um, put others before ourselves. So I think it's really cool when people figure out like, Hey, I can't do crap for anybody if I'm down and out, or I don't feel well because I haven't engaged in that self-care. So, yes. And, and so then you wrote your entire research was on mindfulness and meditation. Um, talk a little bit about your research. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Get so excited.
1: <laughs> um, so uh, you know, it was inspired positive organizational scholarship and mindfulness for nonprofit leaders. And so I studied um uh, five nonprofits in Kentucky because I started there. Right. Um, and uh over a twenty one day period they learned about positive organizational scholarship, which is viewing everything. There's a big huge handbook on it that's about this thick. Right. Um, but Uh, it's about viewing and problem solving with a positive lens and there's all kinds of aspects to it. Um, And then I also gave them 21 days straight of uh, mindfulness training, which was meditation, uh, different types of meditation, some standard meditations. And I surveyed them before the training um, and then after the training and then five leaders, five nonprofit leaders, and then also two of their staff. Okay. So that the staff could say, before you started this, I saw you as this kind of leader. And after I see you and just, again, it's only 21 days. I'm hoping to do a real um, uh, longer, much longer, a uh, longitudinal uh, study um, down the road and with more nonprofits, but the staff could also say, well, I saw you as a transfer, or I saw you as a. Um, you know, autocratic leader. Um, but then afterwards you're more of a transformational cool. um, and, they, and they gave all their feedback to what really changed in that office between staff, between the leader and the staff, between how decisions were made, um, the less stress in the office. And so my dissertation shares just that transformation of just 21 days. Um, and so if, if I in the future um, uh, am able to uh, get funding for something longer, I really want to do something over a several year period and really look even deeper into finances and how it affects performance in that way. So anyway. Sorry, that's all of
0: that in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) And you, and I know I'm more familiar with your work because you, you did a presentation on it at the the conference this year. Um, you know, it's a very non-traditional subject and I think it's great that we're embracing more of that in, um, in advanced study. Uh, so if you need a, if you need a volunteer for a future, uh, study. I, you know, I'm raising my hand right now. Okay. Um, Everyone, you heard that. (laughs) Yes, I will not, I will not edit that out of the final uh, (laughs) version of the show. Um, So I guess the, the only other question I have is, you know, what do you know about time management and productivity now that you wish you'd known when you started your program?
1: Um, well, I read your book, elevate your eight, and it really is honestly all for everyone. Please read it because it really is very raw, um, and real, uh, and practical. But what I would have loved to known back then is that time management is priority management nice. and my priorities are okay. And I don't need to get bogged down. And I do this and I, I know I'm a work in progress, so I'm not saying I'm there yet. But uh, that's one of my 2020 vision uh, um, uh, things on my list for 2020 uh, for resolution. Right. But is really that time management is priority management and it's okay to be selfish with With my priorities and I have from all different directions, the president, um, you know, uh, deans, provosts, whoever is coming at me at all different directions and I need to learn to focus on my priorities. Doesn't mean I can't help them, but I have to really learn to focus on my priorities and and what those are. Um, So that's something I would love to tell myself a long time ago.
0: I love that. Time management as priority management. That is brilliant. And I'm so glad you liked the book. Um, that of course, you know, means the world to me because the the whole reason I have a podcast is because I wrote, wrote that book. (laughs) Um, okay. Here's the super secret question, which is not really a secret. If you listen to the show, if, if tomorrow we all woke up and suddenly you had a 25th hour in your day, what might you do all for yourself with that 25th, with that extra hour?
1: Uh, well, it, it, again, I, if I lived in a different location, I would be <laughs> on the beach reading my favorite book Nice with probably a glass of wine or some kind of sweet cocktail and just literally just relaxing reading and just falling asleep and waking up and reading on
0: the beach. <laughs> I cannot think of a more yeah, awesome. relaxing way to spend that hour. That sounds absolutely <laughs> delightful. Yes. So we have been talking today with Dr. Kristen Bennett from TVCC. Kristen, thank you so much for being on Elevate Your 8 today.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Have a wonderful day.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and then scat on over to leave a rating and review for Elevate Your 8. This ensures that Apple Podcasts knows we are out there and providing great content for you, the audience. Want 22 new ways to make more time and do the things you love? Go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash elevate for my free guide on Rockstar Time Management. That's chrismcpeak.com forward slash elevate. The guide is free and it's just for Elevate Your 8 listeners. See you next week. Keep elevating.